0: Welcome into the Skull Purple Podcast. It is time for another episode. The Minnesota Vikings have been active in free agency yet again. And it's me, Carson. I returned. I'm back to talk with Peter and Tony. Yeah, give me the give me the fake applause. Uh, (laughs) um, Gentlemen, it's good to be back. Good to be back talking, Vikings. Good to be with you, gentlemen. And for the first time, I think all three of us together, uh, David couldn't join us this week, but, uh, we'll probably get all four of us on at some point as well. Um, so gentlemen, or at least for this episode, I should say, uh, we'll probably have a couple episodes this week, depending maybe on free agency and how that goes. If there's more moves to come question mark, but, uh, Peter, how's it going? It's going good. You know, good to have you back, you know? Kind of picked up the
1: slack for you the last two weeks i mean right. me and tony's back have been hurting over here yeah. with david i mean good god but, you guys no, need a nice vacation to have you. now right <laughs> nice to have you back i'm excited uh for like you said first time of the three of us so let's let's get rocking man
2: tony what's going on man you know just uh waiting for more moves i think that's been the biggest thing and i know we'll get into it and so i'll leave it kind of vague for now but yeah, I mean, I think we had a lot of moves early, which was to be expected, but I feel like things have kind of gotten eerily quiet. So good, but kind of boring, you know, really since the last uh, time we met. But I think that gives us a an opportunity to dive in and some conspiracy theories and what we think will happen. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of not
0: conspiracy theories, uh, the Minnesota Vikings uh, did, in fact, factual evidence of signing Dean Lowry. And we'll go ahead and get into that. Um, yeah, there's no conspiracy involved there, Peter. I know you live down in Texas where JFK was shot, but there's no conspiracy involved here. I, I mean, who who is the first
1: of all, that was my first. Who? Who's Dean Lowry? Who? Well, um, yeah, I mean, I looked in. So I did do some digging into this. Um, and Kwesi's going full money ball here. I know we kind of talked about it in text. Uh, a guy who's was pretty, I'm going to be blatant. He was pretty, pretty awful last year. He was flat out terrible last year, but two years ago, very productive, um, had five sacks, more of an interior D lineman. The big money ball play is he had the exact same or within 0.1% um, quarterback pressure rate as Dalvin Tomlinson did last year. So that's where I think the big money ball is here. We didn't pay any money for him. And we're thinking we're getting the same pressure rate that we got for Dalvin who got, you know, a fat stack of cash. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. So the deal for Dean Lowry, um, actually Ben Gessling, as we record this, just tweeted out the contract terms like seven minutes ago, which is quite, Interesting. Um, perfect timing. Um, he signed a deal for two years, and there are three void years on this contract, which very interesting. Um, so $3 million signing bonus, $4.2 million guaranteed at signing, up to $250,000 per game roster bonus, and $50,000 without bonus both years. Um, man, I'd love to be on a roster just so I could get that roster bonus, you know, uh, $1.2 million base salary for 2023, fully guaranteed. And then $3.7 million base guaranteed for injury, um, fully guaranteed third day of league year of 2024, up to $750,000 in incentives so total cap hits for lowry 2.02 million 4.6 million and 1.8 million dollars in 25 which is dead money from void years so it's basically a two-year deal is is what it comes down to and it sounds like the vikings could even get out of it after this year if they wanted to which uh, we can talk about that too, by the way, which seems like the Vikings are doing lots of that with their free agent signings so far, gentlemen. Um, but uh, I know uh, Peter kind of gave his thoughts on who this is, uh, who like as in who is this? Uh, <laughs> Dean Lowry. Uh, mainly because I remember hearing his name when the Vikings played the Packers, and of course good old Madden to help out with that as well. Uh, but, uh, Tony, your thoughts on Dean Lowry coming to the Minnesota Vikings.
2: I mean, it's a depth move. It's another, as Peter mentioned, uh, it's, it's, it's a numbers move, right? Um, high risk, high reward on a guy you're not spending a lot of money on, uh, mm-hmm. even less than what we saw with a guy like, like Davenport, for instance, but, uh, really trying to get a guy in that can add some depth to the line mm-hmm. and, and kind of like like we mentioned, hopefully get the same type of production that we saw out of Tomlinson at a much lower cost. So we'll see what happens. I think that, you know, this defense is really going to be kind of an enigma uh, until we can get into camp, um, see what kind of guys we can draft, what Flores uh, and his vision is going to look like uh, once we get the, the team together. So I'm excited for it. I don't, I don't hate the move, um, you know. Uh, fun fact: He is the brother of um, Bad Boy Mike Lowry, so there's there's that for you. No, I'm just kidding.
0: All right, uh, glad that he is not, because that would have been a little awkward. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I agree with you. I think it's a depth signing. That's kind of my thought when it first happened. Like, it's not like he's making bank breaking money right now, you know. So it's. It's sure. a depth signing, and I and I really think the Vikings lacked good depth last year. And I'm not saying Lowry's a guy you want to start multiple games, but I do think you know if there's a game or two, you know that you know whoever your starting defensive uh, three tech is, um, your your nose tackle is, he could fill in there. Um, he could fill in on the outside if necessary too. I think uh, maybe. Sure maybe mix and match with Harrison Phillips a little bit. Um, So I think that is nice. So And I think, you know, you go back to Flores, and one of the things he said when they brought Brian Flores in here was he likes to have people who are versatile. And I think Dean Lowry fits that bill. Not that he's a great versatile player, as we've discussed, but that he is able to fill in either one of those roles and I think that's huge for the Vikings, uh, at least in terms of what Flores wants to accomplish. Absolutely. Anything you want to add on that, Peter? No, it's it's. I feel like
1: if we were like a normal team in free agency, this wouldn't even get talked about. But this is yeah. We're down to, down to a you know we'll take anything at this point. So. Well,
2: you know, I it, I, will, I will say this much. I think it's what I see an emphasis on right now is pressure. And I think the part of the reason for that is because the back end has been so weak, you know, pressure can really make a weak secondary look a bit better than what they are just because it forces the quarterback off script. They're more prone to make mistakes once they have to get quote unquote, again, off script. So I, I see that a little bit in some of the moves um, where we're truly trying to find guys that have a way to, if not, maybe sack the quarterback, uh, at least just make them uncomfortable. And I think that might help if we have a, you know, going relatively young secondary. We're probably going to be rolling out next year outside of Murphy. So, um, yeah, I, I see that as maybe some of the visions start to come together, but we'll see what they do. Uh, like I said, in free agency and then end of the draft.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of more Vikings moves, they have signed, re-signed, uh, Peter's favorite guy, uh, Ole Udo, uh, to come on back. I, here, here's what I'll say about uh, Udo. I, I, you know, obviously terrible guard, um, but. The I worst think, guard in the history of the NFL, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Ed Ingram uh, might've competed. Pretty not well even close. They were not even close. Ingram really? was so
1: much better than him. It wasn't even close.
0: <laughs> That's
1: how bad uh, Udo was.
0: Well, it seems like Udo is better at tackle and in this in the time that he played last year at tackle, he did do okay. I'm not saying it's anything spectacular or like you want him to start kind of the same way with Lowry you don't want him to start multiple games but I think I think he's okay to put in for a couple of games here and there and obviously is much more comfortable being a tackle. And, and let's be honest, I don't think he wanted to be put into the situation he was with guard and probably wasn't comfortable with it, but he's just like, yeah, I'll do it because this is what the team needs. Um, even though you could have argued, maybe that's not what the team needed, uh, <laughs> but I, I don't mind it. Um, I would like to see the Vikings draft some depth on that offensive line a little bit more, but again, You're starting to see some of these guys re-sign, and I think a big reason why that is, Tony and Peter, is because we don't have many draft picks. We have five draft picks. We need depth on this team, and that's why the Vikings are dipping their toes back into free agency for a guy like Dean Lowry and re-signing a guy like Ole Udo and Austin Schlottman, who we'll talk about in a moment.
2: Um, Tony, let's start with you on this one. What are your thoughts? I'm right there with you, Carson. I, I just think it's if we had a bunch of capital, uh, whether that be in the you know cap cap capital, we'll call it that that's a weird way to say that
0: cap or draft capital.
2: capital. Uh, if we had cap room, we'll say that. if we had a lot of cap room or draft capital, you know this, this is a guy we probably would would at least we'd probably wait to kick the tires on again um, further down until we got closer to camp, unless some other team wanted to pick him up, but. Uh, I think you hit the nail on the head, Carson. I think what it is is with limited resources, it's easier to have a known commodity and know what you have to work with than try to kind of throw caution to the wind with another guy that might be a throwaway from another team or a young guy that you're going to draft probably pretty deep in the draft. I would assume unless there's somebody special that they like early, they're probably not going to look at offensive linemen until we get a a little deeper in the draft um versus early so and again we don't have a lot of picks to begin with so i i just think that this is just purely a known commodity signing and that's about it
0: yeah uh peter what are your thoughts
1: um i i mean obviously yeah we don't have any draft capital um and all the interior linemen are crap and you're not going to be taking a high-end tackle anyway in the draft so it would be a later pick if we're going to add some depth, which there is some depth there, I think, especially on the in- interior. But, I mean, he – I have to see the numbers because i they said he was going to get a good contract because teams wanted to look at him at starter because of how he looked against Chicago at right tackle. But he's probably going to play O'Neal. Who knows how long O'Neal's out. Derisaw is one soft contact to his head from being out three weeks. So we're probably going to see him start a couple games next year. Um, most likely I can see, but better at tackle again, they got to do so much overhaul with this stuff and they know what they have in the building. So if they felt like that's the move to go with when signing him, I'll trust it. But again, I think it's more of a meme at this point, Uliudo, than anything in the Viking circle. So they were very ecstatic to see him. It was, you know, him and what's his face. Went to Chicago last year. The other terrible offensive lineman. We're getting drawn a blank on his. Oh, Dakota Dozier. Dozier. Dozier, Those two were the meme for us for a long time. So, old Dakota, it's it's a whatever move at this point. He'll probably play a game or two for us at right tackle. So, which
0: God bless. Hope Kirk Cousins survives. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I hope so as well, and by the way, I think they also brought back Chris Reed. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. I think Chris Reed is back, um, so he'll be, he'll be kind of that swing guard again. I believe that and is correct. And maybe third center.
1: <laughs> I mean, our depth isn't good, but it's like our starters really aren't that good either, so there's not much of a downgrade between our guards and centers and stuff, but... I mean, we need to, I hope they fired every offensive lineman scout that we've had because they've been just horrendous at identifying offensive line talent for a long time. We got real lucky with Darasaw and O'Neal. but other than that, it's been a lot of picks and a lot of misses.
2: It's funny because yeah. we, I, as a fan base, and I include myself in this. Um, obviously fan? I'm a Vikings fan, <laughs> but I mean, are I would, you like I would, Vikings? I would include. <laughs> I would include myself in this segment of Vikings fans. I I should say uh, where I laid a lot of that on Spielman.
0: Welcome to Um, my club. Welcome to my club.
2: It's just, you know, you one of us, one of us. Uh, It's just, he, as you mentioned, Peter, it's like, how many swings and misses are we going to make? And it just, I don't know. He never seemed like he was a very good evaluator of, uh, of offensive linemen. And I get that sometimes, um, you know, things Other happen, injuries
0: happen. There was time O'Neill, but
2: yeah. Yeah, it just, you know, it, so, and obviously some of that's your scout team and stuff like that, too. It's that's not right. obviously all on. The rest Spielman. of it's on
0: Spielman. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I just, and to be the, clear, the Bradbury pick
1: Spielman. is the unforgivable one, right? Like Bradbury at 16 or whatever, when we probably could have got him at 50. Yeah. Like, yeah.
2: Well, yeah. That, that one chaps me. And if we're going to go outside of. Uh, offensive linemen i'm Uh, sorry but 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 there's two that are will always stick in my craw if you will with spielman and that's going to be ponder and treadwell uh because both of those i i even as someone that doesn't watch a ton of college football i suppose i maybe watch more back then because you know no kids and family but it was just i mean I could tell you before we drafted, like make, this is not Spielman a good. Spielman did
1: not make the Ponder pick. Spielman did not make the Ponder pick. Oh, he I thought he did. PM. He oh, was the really? vice president. Ponder was 2011. His first pick was Matt Khalil, which is oh. even worse. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, I don't know. Three. At least Matt Khalil had a good season. <laughs> what did that seasons. Where did Khalil go? Four or six? Three. Khalil was three. three. We took oh, him third God. after three.
1: Andrew Luck and RG three. We took Matt Khalil.
0: Well, at least Actually, we, we might have traded back next. to
1: four. We had the third yeah. pick. We might have moved back with Cleveland. I think Cleveland moved in front of us to get some money.
0: We could have but... panicked and taken Kirk Cousins as the third quarterback off the board or,
2: or Russell uh, Wilson. It would have worked. Yeah. It would have yeah. worked. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I, take it back, I take it back, Slick Rick. I won't lay ponder at your feet, but you still got Treadwell. You still got Treadwell. And, uh, yeah. and Mike Hughes.
0: And all of them all of well them.
2: yeah i mean at least hughes still is like around like Jeff you know Bell, well yeah
0: yeah that's anyway. true mike hughes is a, is around I, so maybe we should just Pray blame Wayans? zimmer for not developing him yeah i mean oh my god i mean wayne's was solid uh but yeah he definitely wasn't worth where they got him you know yeah we spent and, a yeah. lot of
1: high picks on people that yeah. were okay players
2: but yeah 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 <laughs> Too bad we didn't like have that. the vision. You know, I was one of the people I and I look if I go back through my tweets, so anybody that wants to go picking through, I'm sure you can find it. Uh I was on board with way back That's when Mathor uh, you know, it's like we didn't have the foresight to go, hey, so this guy doesn't really run the route tree, and his hands are okay but he's a much more like body this guy's just a dynamic guy with the ball in his hands maybe he needs to be more like a running back or like a gadget type player and i get we had adrian but could you imagine where this team could have been had we have maybe like moved on from adrian and got like a bunch of draft capital trading him away before his knees fell apart and and actually, I mean, I'm not saying, he, you know, I don't know. It's just what could have been. And of course, you know, it took uh, him going to, what, Atlanta before they really made that transition. So, you know, I suppose Belichick didn't do it either because uh, obviously he had to stop in New England.
1: They uh, they yeah. pushed too hard to make him Percy Harvin right after Percy Harvin kind of yeah. and wasn't that guy.
0: Different guy. Great player.
2: Different, Different guy. guy. Different guy. Yeah.
0: All right, last re-signing that we'll talk about Austin Schlottman. We kind of hit on it already. But yeah, just another another depth piece for the offensive line. Not a great uh not a great depth piece, by the way, but again, a depth piece. And honestly, I think Chris Reed probably played center better other than the one game. Um <laughs> played center better than what Schlottman did when he played. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's he's a backup center. I mean, that is what he is. Um, and we have Garrett Bradbury back in front of him, at least. Um, but uh, it'll be interesting to see the Vikings' approach on offensive linemen pass this year, because I really don't think they're going to spend much capital on that offensive line based on these moves with the resignings of the guys that we've mentioned, Udo and Schlotman, and... Uh, Chris Reed as well. So Peter, go ahead. They're just going to, I feel like they're just going to bubble gum and duct tape it together
1: this year and hope it works. Um, O'Neal, I mean, Ezra Cleveland is, I don't know. He just kind of gets lost on the line. I, you never see him doing anything good, but never really doing anything bad. So I think they were hoping they were projecting him a little bit higher than what he's been at. Um, so hopefully he can get there. Um, and then you're relying on your two tackles and, I think they're going to totally re-overhaul the O-line around the two tackles and kind of just get an entire new interior when they get a chance.
0: Now, one thing I would say, um, I would love Cody Mock, by the way, uh, from North Dakota State because he is so versatile. And obviously the two missing uh, teeth or the missing teeth in the (laughs) Uh, he he, he basically, Peter, he kind of looks like you, except you have your teeth. Uh, you got the beard, you know, you got the, he definitely pulls off being a Viking more than I do. (laughs) Uh, but no, like Cody mock. The thing that's nice about him is he could play right tackle until O'Neill's 100%. And then if, uh, one of your other guards, is not playing up to expectation or maybe the Vikings just say, cause I think Cleveland's contracts up after this year, right? Or is it after next year?
1: I I'm not sure, but I mean, um, so then just you can a little put unders- him into the left guard unders- spot. Yeah. He's more of a guard. He's just a little undersized. Uh, I know they kind of like tall guards. He's big. He's six, five, but he's just like only 300 pounds. which is you can't really play tackle at that size in the league at this point. I mean, you're pushing it. You're, an undersized guy, but I know Cleveland's like six, four. So we like tall guards. So that could be a good fit there for him. It's just, you never know with small college guys. They're kind of very They're either like a surprisingly good player or they're just horrible. And they, cause they haven't faced, you know, those kind of D linemen out there. They're very hit and miss. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think offensive line. Um, I mean, I think that's maybe a little bit, Different compared to some of the like, you know, if you're if you're a wide receiver and you're going against, you know, FCS corners compared to FBS corners, because there are quite a few. Well, there I don't know. I don't know. I I know I'm not going to get into it. I'm going to probably dig myself a hole. Uh, (laughs) But, uh, Tony, any thoughts on Schlottman?
2: i mean just another guy again a known commodity somebody that they've worked with before that they've got some time with they have their hands on i just i hope he succeeds because every time i hear his name i just want to like pa to say Schlotsky's deli which is not going to mean about anything to uh the midwesterners but for peter i know you've got some in texas i'm being originally from north carolina we've got them uh in the in the carolinas none here in minnesota and iowa but uh yeah, I just want him to say Schlotzky's Deli. We, he, he, got, he came to the deli, uh, you know, over at uh, Austin Schlotman, but I don't know. That's what I'm working with. You can tell how much I care about this re-signing by what I just said.
0: That's right. <laughs> That's right.
2: There you go.
0: Um, well, gentlemen, before we, before we get into our lovely sponsor, DraftKings, by the way, we'll talk about them momentarily. We're going to talk about some free agency grades. And uh, I think you guys probably saw the D. Was it a D minus? D D plus. D plus. plus. The strong D plus. Plus. A D plus that the uh, CBS sports crew gave the Vikings for their moves so far. A much more generous grade from our friends at PFF. Um, so here are the additions that the Vikings have made. Josh Oliver, Marcus Davenport, Byron Murphy Jr., and Dean Lowry so far, I should say. Um and the re-signings of Nick Mullins, Garrett Bradbury, Andrew Di Greg Joseph, and Alexander Madison. Plus, we mentioned the uh guys that the other backup offensive linemen, which they don't care about. Um, but uh then they also lost Dalvin Tomlinson, Eric Kendricks, Adam Thielen, Cameron Dantzler, and Patrick Peterson. So that's that's what our that's what the Vikings are dealing with in terms of gains and losses. And with all of that being said, PFF says a minus. The Minnesota Ooh. Vikings get an A minus so far from what they've done in terms of the Vikings grade. Before we get into our grades, gentlemen, we're going to give our grades so far on the Vikings um, and what uh, we think for a free agent grade so far. Can't give an off-season grade yet, obviously, um, but just free agent's grade. I'm going to go ahead and say I think this is maybe, um, maybe more accurate. I think D-plus is way too low, but... I would say this maybe is even a little higher than I would put it. Um, but I, I do think PFF is probably closer than what CBS sports is. I, Cause here's the thing. I'm not blown away by any of these signings. I think Byron Murphy could be a really good player, um, but I wouldn't say he's probably a top 10 corner or even top 15 corner in the league. So, I that's that's where I would say a minus is probably a little bit too much. And everybody else pretty much is depth, really. I mean Marcus Davenport could potentially start, depending on if Zedarius leaves, all that drama yet has to unfold. It sounds like he's gonna be here unless he gets traded. Uh but yeah. Um free agent grade, what do you what are your thoughts on the grades that have been given by those two sources? Peter, let's start with you on this. Um, I would probably
1: split the difference, honestly. T plus is a little harsh, but a minus is way too high. Um Byron Murphy's the best signing. I think we can all agree with that, especially for a team yeah. need standpoint. And the contract was is pretty team friendly. The more I looked into the Davenport stuff, that was a that's a really bad contract. It's one year, but we way overpaid for him what the market value was. Um, Oliver is way out of left field, which I think was a bad just way too expensive again for a backup tight end. Now maybe they turn him into a freak at six, seven, and he can catch the ball like all of a sudden, but again, very expensive. I, I have this problem with Quasey where he kind of like, he tr- very much gives off that wall street kind of vibe, like slick guy. I'm going to make the best deal. I'm going to outsmart the room. And sometimes football is like really simple. And sometimes the best player is just the best player and their number speaks for itself. So I, I don't love all the moves. I like some, it's a very mixed bag so far. I'd probably give it a B to B minus. Um, it's not like we had much cap anyway, um, but I felt like we oh, way overpaid for some depth positions that we didn't really need to overpay for, but we got a good steal in Murphy. I I'm, I'm okay with the Madison deal. I thought that was very affordable for Madison to come back in, especially if he's going to be more focused in the offense, who knows what Dalvin cook's going to do. So it seems like he's been getting like towards the beginning of free agency, he was overpaying with those numbers and towards the back end, we've been seeing much better contracts that we need to have. So I'd give it a B B minus we'll see you can't really grade it until we play it on the field and see how these guys turn out. Cause we thought we had a really good draft last year and we would give last year draft class an F. Like, honestly speaking, we were thinking like, a hey, this is a good draft class. And what they did for us on the field in 2022, it, it would be an F. So we'll, we we got to wait and see.
0: Tony.
2: Yeah, I, <clears throat> I agree with you. Uh, Peter, I don't have as too much to uh, temporarily add to that. I think a B to B minus grade is exactly where I'm sitting as well. I think it's you also have to take into consideration like how what I'm taking what I am taking into consideration when giving a grade. I would say with the resources we had, that's where I would land on a B to B minus. If we had more resources and these were the moves we were making, it would probably be a worse grade. Um, so it's, it's with that little asterisk, um, one thing that, that I've just to add on a little bit of context to what Peter said, this is something that I've been mulling over since the Josh Oliver trade, because I'm, I'm with you. I know we talked about it a little bit last week, uh, uh Peter or earlier this week, I should say that it was a little bit of a head scratcher for me. I mean, I've come to terms with it, but one thing that just kind of dawned on me the other day. I would guarantee what we're going to see this next year, unless there's something weird happens and certainly things can change, but I think that their vision for how they wanted to run this offense with having like two competent tight ends is basically what they're going to try to do this next year in 23 with Oliver and Hawk. I think they hoped to maybe get Irv Smith Jr. back and then have that look or the looks that they wanted to have with those two towards the end of the year. And then as we found out, like, the, the, something was just up with Irv. I mean, with the injuries, got the of, got confidence issues. Yep, confidence issues. And then it snowballed, right, because he got the dropsies. And so I think that is how they're going to attack this if everybody stays healthy, is I would hedge to bet we're going to see what they wanted to do last year with those two towards the end of the year, but with Oliver and Hawk. So it's going to be interesting to see. I'm, I'm excited to see it. And, you know, at the end of the day, you got to give them kudos for saying, Hey, we really think this is a good game plan and, and testing it out, you know, um, put it to the test. Well, I think this Josh Oliver move and
0: to, to combine that with, bringing back Ben Ellison, which they did as well. I think that for sure signals the end of Irv Smith. Uh, and I'm sure that's oh. to many people's chagrin um, <laughs> based on uh, all the drops. Um, yeah, he's gone. Yeah. I, you know, I wouldn't have minded giving him another year, hopefully fully healthy just to see what he could do on, you know, like a, maybe a one year, $5 million prove it deal type of a thing. But I, I, I like this move better because I think Josh Oliver is hands down a better blocking tight end. And I think Josh Oliver has not really fully been able to showcase what he can do with his hands. Uh, I, I think he's a better receiving tight end than what people are giving him credit for as well. And I think that's what the Vikings are banking on to what Peter yeah. kind of mentioned earlier, but um he's definitely a better receiving tight end and that doesn't take much obviously than Johnny Munt. Um, so (laughs) (laughs) he's got that going for him. Uh, Um, but Ben Ellefson, I think is obviously pretty much just a strictly blocking tight end. I mean, maybe now and then we'll get a tight end screen. Please don't. But, uh, I, I would prefer no tight end screens ever. Uh, but especially not to Ben Ellefson. Uh, (laughs) Um, but no, I think, I think Josh Oliver's contract, I know you're kind of not too happy on it, uh, Peter, but I, I will say, I, I think, I think it's okay. Um, I, I'm not too upset about it. Davenport's just a one-year flyer. I mean, it's, that's, I mean, I think they probably had to overpay him a little bit for him to take a one-year deal. Um, and i think that's what the vikings want right they want flexibility in 2024 and even with oliver they could get out of it which i don't see happening unless he just has an awful year or he has like a fantastic year because i i don't think the vikings want to basically pay him 5 million dollar dead cap hit um which is what this contract would give them 8.2 is uh what he would make next year. Um if if they but if they cut him then he would they'd give 4.7 on the cap for next year. Then in 2025 if things haven't worked out by then, they could save 8 million dollars to the cap by cutting him um at his before his age 28 season. So um yeah, I don't I don't hate either contract. I think, like I said, especially with Davenport, to get him on that one-year deal, you had to overpay. And I think Josh Oliver, if you wanted that guy to be in the building, which I think they did, um, they were willing to give him that kind of a contract. And and, and honestly, I'm I'm not um, I'm not too against it. I would rather have a guy like Josh Oliver as my tight end too, than Johnny Munt. I mean, I, again, I, Johnny Munt, yeah, he would have probably had that, you know. One year minimum type of deal, but I would I would feel much more comfortable having Josh Oliver attempt to fill T.J. Hawkinson's role in the offense if he was gone for a game or missed a couple of games here and there than a Johnny Munt or a Ben Allison, um, which Ben Allison I think uh, and not even guaranteed to make the roster I don't think unless I look at his contract and saw otherwise. But I I would say I would say this is. This is why the Vikings did that. They don't want to be in a situation again next year where they have to trade for a, another type of T.J. Hawkinson if T.J. Hawkinson gets hurt. And not that—not saying that Josh Oliver's nearly as good as T.J. Hawkinson, but he's much more formidable than what the Vikings had on the roster a year ago. That's kind of how I feel about it. And with all that being said, gentlemen, I'm giving the Vikings a B as well. I, I think... I think that's a, probably a really good spot. Uh, maybe a B-minus you could go even down to. Um, but yeah, definitely Byron Murphy Jr., the best signing of all of these. And again, I'm not too high on Byron Murphy. I think he's good, a uh, good player, and I think he could get even better with Justin Jefferson uh, going against him in practice, as he said. Um, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, with him over the next couple of years. It sounds like, I believe, Murphy's contract's kind of that same way where it can be an opt-out after the season in 23. So, um, it's again, the flexibility for next year is enormous for the Vikings, which I guess is good because I think really they are going to be, 2024 is going to be the year where they really start to build the roster the way they had envisioned it. I think we're seeing a little bit of that the last couple of years, but it's it's been so so much of the old regime that I think now we're starting to see a little bit more, and then in 2024 we're going to probably get almost a full slate of looking at this is what Quazy and KOC had envisioned for this team when they came in. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys on that B the B grade for what the Vikings have done uh, in free agency so far. And and I think Tony hit the nail on the head too with, yeah, this, this is a B grade considering they had very little to work with in terms of cap. Um, so that's, that's where I would agree with the B and that's probably why I don't go down to a B minus. I think you could really start to look to go down further, have the Vikings had, you know, the cap space of Jacksonville or the cap space of the bears. Um, I would fire our GM. If this was the moves,
1: if we had the cap space of the bears, (laughs) that's a fireable offense. If we had 95 million and we're picking up
2: these. Yeah. 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 You could have Tremaine Edmonds, but how about Marcus Davenport? How about about We're bringing Udo back. Yes. (laughs) Uh, yeah, yeah no, who, you're, who, you're wants, right. who wants a steak dinner when you can have a McChicken? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. For the same price, what would you rather have?
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: McNuggets, definitely. Uh... Yeah, that's sweet and sour, <laughs> baby. Mm.
0: <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Well, uh, before we get into a mock draft, because we love mock drafts, Um, And we're going to I'm going to pretend like I know what I'm doing a little bit better this time. Um, So there's that. Uh, Before we get into that, though. We need to tell you all about DraftKings, our sponsors through the Pigskin Podcast Network, being a part of the Pigskin Podcast Network. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook especially this summer with tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before plus right now DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000 that's right make your first bet up to $1,000 and if it doesn't and if it doesn't win you'll get another shot to cash in so there you go there you go, Peter. Another shot to cash in if you don't win right away. Um, so you can throw down an all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more, plus same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props. Your betting options feel endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Scrolling across the bottom of the screen for our uh, viewers on YouTube. Again, that's promo code TPPN. Make your first deposit and get risk-free bets up to $1,000. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So there you have it, gentlemen. DraftKings, and I'm sure Tony is gonna be loving up on this daily fantasy. Um Tony, have you been doing any daily fantasy recently? Any uh anything for March Madness which is still going on?
2: You're uh, muted, sir. Let's see, look at that. I'm so excited I had to turn my mic off because I was just so excited. I didn't want to pick it up. <laughs> Um, you know, nothing nothing really from March Madness, but I am a pretty heavy player with NBA uh basketball, so definitely I've been playing a little little daily with my NBA lineups. Um, pretty excited about what's going on, and obviously Lineage coming up too. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're Monday. gonna have some playoff action, uh well, obviously baseball. Uh so yeah. lots of fun Spring stuff. Training on, uh, baseball, baby. Let's go. Yeah, and don't forget about hockey. I've heard that's a fairly underrated daily sport to play. So uh, for those wild fans out there, we we might have it. I don't know. It's hard to get our hopes up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, once again, you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN and you get your first deposit. Make your first deposit and you get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 with promo code TPPN. Pn Again, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Okay, gentlemen. It is that time we are ready to mock. Mock draft season is fully underway. And we are going to, by the help of our friends at PFF, do a little bit of mock drafting. And I will... Share my screen with you as we get this thing rolling. So here we go. Here we go. Um, I don't know why. See if I can. There we go. There we go. Now we're talking. All right, gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) Now that I uh, got it only in this. So. I wish I wish I could just show the screen and not this up here but that's that's the way we're we're going here so um Vikings number 23 we got that um and we're going to do a full seven round mock here guys um are we okay with that Yep we don't have many picks so I'm okay That's with right that. that's right five this picks five picks but I I guess. here here's here's what here's what I'm thinking gentlemen uh, I think we're going to do two mock drafts this week. I think one week we should just blow everything up. One of the mock drafts this week, we should just blow everything up, trade everybody, get as many picks as we can. And I think the other one, we should do kind of what we think Quasi and KOC should do. Which one would you guys like to do today? Uh, I'm not in the mood to burn it down yet. I'm trying to salvage okay. us. right
1: yeah. now. <laughs> I think today, I'm really going to have... I have to do some playing around if we're going to blow this thing up to get us
0: those best value deals.
2: Okay. I have to dig, dig a little
0: bit. So. All right, Tony, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. We'll we'll, we'll save blowing it up for later.
0: All right. All right. It's a, That's what the Vikings have been known to do over the last <laughs> several years save it, save the blowing up for later. That's so right. So we might as well play into the Vikings' hands with that. So there you go. All Just right. Are we. Quick. <laughs> are we comfortable with these where they're at? I have not moved these sliders. Yeah, that's fine. Default, the default PFF sliders. Good with me. All right. And I have it slow this time, Peter. I know we kind of ran into trouble last time. <laughs> okay. Uh,
1: let's, let's see if we're on the same page here. I,
0: I, there is potential for us
1: to trade up for a quarterback here. I'm not willing to go inside the top 10 to go get one. If Levis or Richardson is sitting outside the top ten, I say we consider it. Otherwise, I'm really for just sitting at 23 and pa-
0: probably moving back.
2: Yeah, I would agree.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm with you guys. I'm with you guys there. Um, like so, uh, so yeah, we are we are the GMs, or we're in the war room. Uh, we can pretend to be characters too, I guess. Uh, you know, I could be Quasi. Um, we could have one of you guys be KOC if you want to. One of you want to call it that. I'm Justin uh, Jefferson. I have roster control. You're, now. you're Justin Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All I right. have full Roster Tony, control
1: now. That's the Tony plan. <laughs> you're
0: KOC then, okay. Um, or or maybe that. we should have Flores <laughs> instead of Justin Jefferson. I'll be
1: I'll be the angry Flores. I could be an
0: angry Flores. You're gonna oh, be you Flores, go. and uh, we got Tony as KOC here. So
2: I'll all be, right, I'll be Husky Kevin O'Connell.
0: Let's go ahead and enter the draft. The Carolina Panthers are on the clock after trading the pick with the Chicago Bears, as Roger Goodell would make the announcement. Um,
2: I think so, they go CJ Stroud. They should, yeah. They're
0: going to go CJ Stroud. I think PFF yes. has them going Bryce Young, though. That's what it really? sounds like. Well, let's yeah. see what PFF says here. Didn't they get You're a correct Bryce Young with the... and, then and then C.J. Stroud to the Texans? Yep, those are going to be the t- first two picks anyway. Panthers or really uh, Cardinals go with Will Anderson, Anthony Richardson to the Colts. Yeah. This is right on. Carter to the Seahawks, Witherspoon to the Lions. I'm surprised it didn't go ben Wilson to the Raiders and Will Levis to the Falcons. Ooh. There it goes. And the Bears go Christian Gonzalez. So all that four hurts. quarterbacks gone within the first eight picks. Quentin Johnston to the Eagles. Skaronski to the Titans. Johnson, the tackle from Ohio State. Jackson Smith, the Jigba, the wide receiver, to the Jets. Um, Skarons- uh, Johnson went to the Texans, by the way, pick 12. Brian Branch to the Packers. Miles Murphy mm. to the Patriots. Lucas Van Es to the... Washington Commanders, Brian Brissy to the Lions, Joey Porter Jr. to the Steelers, Nolan Smith to the Seahawks, Broderick Jones tackle to the Bucks, Deontay Banks to the Chargers. There goes our corner, and Dalton Kincaid has pick number 22 to the Ravens. Gentlemen, I see Kalijah Kansi right here, and I am, I am very intrigued. I am very what? intrigued. What are our offers? Who's uh who's wanting to move yeah, up? Yeah, that's a good that's a good question. That's a good question. Let's uh, let's see. The Giants are interested in trading the pick. I'm okay with sliding back Ooh. to twenty five. It's only two spots, and we could yeah, probably pick is, up But three is get to be there? Um, how, I'm okay how mu- with how Zayf- much. How much do you guys like Canse? I mean, are you like me and would love to pull the trigger here, or are you? Pro get as many picks as you can right now. Where, okay. where are you guys I'm not, at? I'm not
1: being a good Brian Flores here, but I'm I'm looking at the board here, and I think he'll... The Giants are probably moving up for a receiver, I got to think here. And then the only question is the Jaguars, and the Jaguars could go there, but I think they're going to go more likely go with a DB or an interior line or an interior offensive lineman. I think he's probably there at 25, and if he's not, look at the receivers, though, on the board. I know a lot of people have been hyping up receivers. We'll have our pick of the crop right there. Addison,
0: Downs.
1: Just, yeah, I mean, with Flowers and Addison, I think that's where we could go if we we really do miss out. I think we can scoop up a lot of picks here from the Giants.
0: All right, let's give it a shot. Unless, uh, Tony, we haven't heard anything from KOC. KOC, what do you think here?
2: No, I, I, I think, I say we take, uh, I say we take the trade, move back a couple spots, get Come some more, uh, get some more capital. All right. So, obviously, they love this trade because
0: huh? we haven't asked for any other picks. How about fifty-seven? That will not be accepted. Like... How about eighty-nine? Fifty-five percent chance. Try and get us one sixty-one also. Let's. I like that. I like that. Let's give it a shot. Let's give it a shot. It's only forty-two percent, but let's give it a shot.
2: And they accepted right. it. They Ooh, accepted it.
0: Yeah. So I like it. Now the Giants go get Cansey.
2: Kevin okay. Costner fist bump.
0: Nope. They go with Jordan Addison Jordan and Addison. the Jaguars. Go and with then we State get Cansey right here. Look at now. us, baby. Look at you. making money. money. Here we go. You were right. You were right. Who's who's interested in the pick? The the Raiders. They far. probably they probably want to go Cancy here. Um, Scoop up. let's get him. And welcome to the Minnesota Vikings. Kalijah Cancy. All right. Cam that's Smith an, to the Cowboys at 26. That's uh, an A Michael plus trade May. right there. I, I we got I like our guy it. and picked Robinson up Robinson to the Bengals to replace Joe Mixon potentially. Jalen Hyatt to the Eagles. Uh, Anton Harrison, the tackle to the Saints. Will McDonald, the fourth to the Chiefs with the final pick, 31st overall. Uh, Antonio Johnson, safety to the Steelers. Emmanuel Forbes, cornerback to the Texans. Drew Sanders, linebacker to the Cardinals. Kelly Ringo, corner to the Colts. To Cyrus Lawrence. We're, we're yes. On the clock sure. <laughs> sure, the... sure. <laughs> Let's, Let's get to ahead. the good part. Here. I was just trying to yeah. explain for our audio listeners all these picks, but we can. Eh, go they don't really ahead care and,
1: about other teams. They care about. They, all right. All right. Fine. About fine. fine
0: about we'll, we'll just go fast. Fast.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't yeah, think that, we're trading we would I be mean, here. We would be here. I would be floored if impressed. we traded up in this draft. Uh, Hendon Hooker, by the way, is gone. Uh, in case I'm not worried about cares. that. Uh, so we have picks 87 and 89 here. Um, wide receiver Nathaniel Dell is on the board and the Vikings at this point have not done anything to address wide receiver to replace Adam Thielen but he could still be there at 89 when we pick again Garrett Williams the cornerback from Syracuse on the board Carl Brooks edge rusher I think this is probably a no-go considering the Vikings moves on the defensive line at this point Um, let's I, I think we're playing this as if Zadarius is here, right? Because he hasn't, there hasn't been anything done with that situation. Correct. Um, yeah. There's some running backs, linebackers, um, Ojimo's down there. But um, what do you guys think? I, I also don't mind Travius Hodges Tomlinson, but at the same time, we just got Byron Murphy. So maybe he goes to the slot. Because Hodges Tomlinson's basically a slot guy, so, um, gentlemen, KOC, what do you think here? Let's let's hear your thoughts.
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna be. I think I'm gonna make my defensive co- counterpart happy, but I, I think we need the more corners the better. Uh, at this, I mean, we, we we don't know what we have in Andrew Booth Jr. Obviously, letting Dansler go, uh, we need we need to continue to restock that that area now i don't could we still get him at 89 you know probably um so i guess that's up for debate but i would be fine with taking uh our tcu corner here but what do you guys think
0: all right flores
1: um, what are we getting offered here what, what do the trades look like we should always always look at the trades um we've
0: got the raiders want us going back to a that's well, 13 picks See?
1: See if they'll give us 100, 109 for 87. Let's see what that looks like. See if they'll give us 145 also. Well, let's oh, try yeah.
0: 142
1: for I don't think 142 will be.
0: No, not no. No. Okay, either. then let's
1: let's make a pick here. Let's make a pick here. I'm okay with making a pick here then. You
0: you're okay with making a pick?
2: Yeah, I'm okay with making a pick.
0: Okay. Tony, what do you think? Uh KOC, sorry.
2: Yeah, no. I say let's let's uh let's draft some talent. Um, Flores. Uh, we going with we going with. Travis? I would
1: probably. I would lean like Nathaniel Dell is an interesting pick. Now I'm playing out of character. He is the deep threat that the Vikings kind of really need, but his hands are very got mid hands, but he's a very good deep threat. Um, I like going corner here also because we just don't know about our corner depth whatsoever. Over, well, um, there. yeah, that's way too. well. we're not, we're no, we pick at the top of the board. We don't, we're not going to oh, be reaching, we're not the, <laughs> the okay, we're not just gonna be making up players. Uh, um, all right, I think, yeah, I think if we really need a slot guy, I think Tomlinson's the way to go. Um, obviously has good lineage in, in the genes there. Um, maybe more on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Garrett Williams is an interesting pick. I'm surprised. I mean, he's graded really high here. Um, I think it really depends on what are they going to do with the corners from last year? If they think Booth and Evans are more of, you know, outside corners and they really can't play the slot, you go Tomlinson here. If they think one of them can play the slot, I think you'd absolutely go Garrett Williams here to match with Murphy. So I would lean Tomlinson for the slot help, but
0: I, ju- I just don't know. Because you fix that problem potentially for four years, right? Yeah. yeah. Because Murphy's only under contract for two years, and then you p- can put him on the outside with a Caleb Evans or Andrew Booth Jr. or whoever, uh, insert other corner. And then you have your slot corner. I, I think slot corner is the way to go. It sounds like Tony's kind of on that same page, or KOC. Yeah.
2: All
0: right. We're going to pull it's the Hollis trigger.
1: The- yeah.
0: And Garrett Williams went right after. So Nathaniel Dell is still there. I think we pull the trigger on that as well. What do you guys think? Yep. 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 All right. It's Put it unanimous. on the board. Yes. Oh, Sorry. We're, <laughs> we're we're going football not uh, baseball. All right, so Dwayne McBride the running back here but I I don't think we're going anywhere near running back right now, gentlemen, because we got Dalvin Cook and we got Alexander Madison plus a Ty room. Chandler which uh unless we want to trade Dalvin Cook but I think we're going to keep him right uh, unless yeah, you I, guys want to put a trade on the uh trade on the offer uh and uh, a trade offer together. But uh, I think think we were going to do that. We would
2: have probably wanted to do that earlier, right? Yeah, I was going to say, if Dalvin was part of a trade, I bet that would have happened. You know, that would have been if you would have had guys like a Richardson or Levis slide uh, further down the board. Right.
0: All right. So we got the linebacker, Dorian Williams here. That's intriguing. What do you think there, Flores? I mean, that's where you're going to go. Our linebackers are kind of shit,
1: honestly. You got Hicks. You don't have any depth at that position either. Agreed. Um so you'd go Williams uh Ojimo we already went D-line with Kansi so i mean is a good fit here if we don't get Kansi at that spot um there's uh, I Ivan Pace is a very intriguing linebacker to me cuz he's kind of uh you know he's kind of flexible He's got the genes there.
0: too right Yeah he's he's kind of you can take, we need guys that can trades. cover so we could go Eat. back three spots with the Seahawks here. See if they'll give us 155. Well, let's try 152 first here. There's no way. There's no way they're giving us 152. Uh, 155. Nope. Um, 196. They maybe would give us... Um, they definitely would give us 238 by itself but we don't want that um do we want a fourth rounder or a fifth rounder maybe next year nope they're not even interested in that how no. about how about that nope nope they say nay well to me that signals take the pick right i yeah. mean you're not getting much value there um they're not Screaming at you, we need this pick. Um, yeah, I'm fine with Dorian Williams. KOC. Yeah. What did I say? Pull the trigger. All right, Dorian Williams to the Vikings. Here we go. So now all the way down into the fifth round is the next Viking selection, and we got back-to-back or two out of three again selections here. Um we got Ojimo still on the board. Uh, we got a couple of edge rushers in here. We've got uh, the running back still on the board, which again, we're not going to go with. Uh, Aiden O'Connell, developmental, terrible quarterback. Uh, <laughs> as a Big Ten uh, guy, I know. Um, I'd still take him over. Um, still take him over my quarterback, uh, Petrus, uh as a Hawkeye. But uh, um, what are we thinking here, guys? We got multiple picks. But I'm not really seeing anybody that's just like, yes, I I want this guy. Where what do you guys think? Should we look at the trades here? Packers. Uh, we got to no. stick with we no. got to yeah. stick with trading the Packers. Yeah. It's yeah. it's No. <laughs> Never. Uh, oh. Hey, I like trading with the Packers, okay?
2: Uh... <laughs> They're going to trade us Jordan yeah, Love.
1: Yeah, I love giving them Christian Watson for a bag of peanuts.
2: Yeah, That's he's right. not gonna have anybody to All throw right. to All right, So then you also have the
0: commanders and the Seahawks. The bet the most logical one would be the Packers, though, because they are the closest to our pick, but um Can't do it? Yeah. Don't like it. Do it. All right. Um What do we want to go with here? Do we want to keep going with the defensive linemen? Go get uh, an edge rusher again, or do we want Another receiver, another linebacker here, um, tight end. and Then we can get rid of Ben Ellison, maybe.
2: Uh, <laughs> what are you guys I, thinking? I, I kind of like ojimo though. Like I think he's still sitting there, I'm and I, if anything, here. you got another young guy who's got some potential. Um, you know, I, I I think I'm good with that pick there. What do you think, uh, Peter? Yeah, yeah. Especially you know, like we said, we got a couple of flyer. We picked
1: up some guys in free agency, but they're flyer contracts. They're not like we have anybody to a deal. Right. So we could be sitting right back here in two years saying, oh, man, I wish we picked this guy because we need to get address the D line again. So I'm OK with Ojimo. He's the best available defensive player. And like you said, nobody nobody wants the running back. And we're not going to take a running back unless Dalvin Cook is long out of town. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we have to go with I'm Ojimo here. Just yep. from a value point. And if he's not here at this point, I like Kobe Turner a lot too. He's another kind of
0: inflexible inside guy. Um, We're going with, so we're going with Ojimo and then Habakkuk Baldonado. What a name. What a name goes to the Falcons right after us. And we're back on the clock here. And guess what? There's still edge rushers on the board. Um,
1: <laughs> what do, are what do the trades look like now? Somebody now maybe, we got 7
0: people interested now. Yeah, people really want to bite off. Dangles want pick 161 for 164. Let's let's see what they're willing to do here. Give us 205. Nope. 247. And how about we throw in a fifth? Nope. Sixth? Nope. Seventh next year? Nope. How about <laughs> No. <Oof. laughs> nope. So basically we're getting 247. That's all we can get from them in return, but we're only going back 3 spots. Let's see who else is offering us. You know, we could slide back a little bit more. Oh yeah, here we go. Um, all right, so we got San Francisco a pick later, mm-hmm. Tampa Bay Ooh. back 13 picks, or uh, then Tennessee and then it goes back from there. So
2: what we could do is is look to sc- because we're we are getting into some of the later rounds, we could see if Tampa wouldn't mind packaging a uh, a pick next year, because I think Tampa is going to be garbage. So wherever they pick is probably going to be towards the top of whatever round
0: your team owner will veto. <laughs> um, how about one seventy eight? No. How about a sixth rounder next year? Nope. Seventh. How about a couple of sevenths. Uh, maybe we could even do. 252. Wow. Uh, so that's not not that those are good picks, but hmm. um, not exactly yeah, the capital not, I was looking for, but yeah, they're not giving us much, but we could maybe get three picks that are really late picks. I don't believe in seventh round picks. I'm not yeah. a mixed field man. Oh come on, Brock Purdy, come on now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> our scouts aren't good enough to draft Brock Purdy, so <laughs> That's right. Um so if we were the think, 49ers, Xavier? maybe yeah. um uh, I'm okay with
1: who what's what is so we can only get to 152. They won't
0: give us 195. Nope, not even with all the other picks off.
1: All right. So I say screw a draft. Who cares? Okay. These teams are being greedy. Um, you want to go edge? Sounds like you want to go edge, Carson.
0: I'm just saying there's a bunch of them here. You got Yasir Abdullah and Vilami Vejoko, I believe, how you say that? Um, San Jose State and Louisville Edges. Um, I wouldn't mind going wide receiver, but I think the fact that we drafted another one kind of fills that room up pretty well. If you still think you got Jalen Naylor, you still got Jalen Rager in there. Um, and of course, Justin Jefferson, and maybe B.C. Johnson returns. Who knows? Um, I wouldn't bank on that. But um, no, didn't the Patriots sign him, or they want? To, I think the Patriots were going after him. Oh, maybe it's possible. Could be. Um, yeah, I don't know, guys. This is a this is a tough pick. I mean, you got Savala here, the guard. It's a little hot. A little well. I mean, I don't know. I I wouldn't mind another guard, but What do you, where are you guys? Where are you guys at with this pick?
2: I say uh, go for it, uh Peter. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I just... I, I was just going to say I I think you go Abdullah or I mean, I hate to say it, but I mean, I'm I'm even fine with going Turner here just again continue to stack up that that room a little bit with uh, with young defensive linemen, but I think if we're looking edge, then yeah, you go Abdullah. But that's just my opinion. I
1: I, I like that. It's, it's hard to go that much D linemen, honestly.
0: <laughs> For us, I never have is. enough pass rushers. I've been told.
1: Fair. so For- let's go Abdullah here then over Kobe Turner because we are addressing yep. the inside. We got to who knows what Daniel Hunter. What we're gonna do with him. Darius Smith obviously is kind of
0: all over the place. So let's add some ass rush. Yasir Abdullah from Louisville to the Vikings. And now we go to 176. we got some trade offers. we got Cam Jones now still available. Um, Aiden O'Connell still a lot. We still got our guard here. I'm interested in that guard. Not going to lie. The Texans would give us pick 187, nine picks back. Now, would they also give us 200? I doubt it. And I was correct in my doubting. Um, 202 won't give us that either. Um, but yeah, you don't believe in seventh round picks, so <laughs> I won't yeah. even throw those out there. Um, so yeah, again, I think probably just say draft, right?
2: Um, I don't mind your guard assessment there, Uh uh, Carson, I, I think it might be good to get a, a good, a young guy in, uh, you know, get some fresh talent, get some fresh legs in, uh, probably not a guy that we're going to be looking to start. Right. Um, but that's kind of the point is that this stage of the draft, you're, you're getting bodies in the guy that is that, you know, are developmental. Uh, so I'd Mm -hmm. be on board with a, with a guard here and he's not too, I don't think it's too much of a reach what we're looking at. Uh, I don't see anybody above him that I'm really intrigued about.
1: No, I'm, I'm all for the guard here, like you said. Um, It's good value, unless you want to go Aiden O'Connell, but I think you know better no. than most on the Big Ten assessments. I ain't about Big Ten quarterbacks either. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. Especially no. on
1: bad teams.
0: Yep. All right, Chandler Savala, it is. The guard from North Carolina State. And here goes everybody else off the board. And now the Vikings' next pick is in the seventh round, I think. Or is that it? No, nope, we still have.
1: I think that was it. Uh... No,
0: it was it. That was it. That was it. So now they're grading our draft. And the Minnesota Vikings draft grade is. Exclusive. Exclusive. <laughs> How about that? Um, A-plus for the Kalijah Kansi pick, B-plus for the trade with the Giants because we good. we traded two spots back and got a third-rounder and a fifth-rounder from the Giants, Yeah, um, and then we drafted Travius, uh, Travius Hodges Tomlinson in the third round, A-minus on that, and then two picks later in the third round, we got Nathaniel Dell, the receiver from Houston, and A on that pick, Dorian Williams, B-plus, from Tulane, the linebacker, fourth round, pick 119. And Moro Ojimo, the interior defensive lineman uh, from Texas, an A-plus on that pick. And that was in the fifth round, 159. Fifth round, 161, two picks later. Yasir Abdullah from Louisville. A minus on that pick and Chandler Savala and A minus on that pick as well. The guard from NC State. Fifth round 176. So the Vikings in total from our trade with the Giants received two extra picks. And we used them in this draft. So we went from five total picks to seven. Uh, which uh, by the way, I would say uh Quasi's probably gonna have more than seven picks by the end of draft day. I know. I know you're shocked by that, but I don't
1: know about that. I don't know. He doesn't like to get, he doesn't like to get picks in return. We should have had 20 picks last year for how far (laughs) we moved back.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, he's just going to get a bunch of seventh round picks, um, because that's no, that was that was Rick, maybe, uh, maybe with Rick and his no. we will seven get rounders. Quacey will get one third round pick <laughs> for movement sliding back. That's right. That's right. Twenty spots instead of two. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> but uh, an overall draft grade of an A. So once again, we have killed this draft, gentlemen. So congratulations. And now I'm going to go do my rebuild mock draft. So that's that's all. That's it. I'm going to go tear things up here, Um, (laughs) but uh, there you go. Um, Mock draft completed. Vikings with an A draft and a B free agency period. And so here we go into the 2023-24 season, and the Vikings are going to finish second. Detroit wins the division. Sorry. No. Not losing to Detroit. Detroit. Not happening. They don't know how to win a division. They haven't won
1: one since 92.
2: <laughs> yeah. What's the famous words from PA? This is in Detroit. This is the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's right.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. We don't like to talk about that, Tony. Uh- <laughs> oh, yeah, it hurts.
2: it hurts the soul.
0: <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Uh Before we finish, uh, as we've been doing, Let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the moves that have happened around the league since you guys last did a show. I've got the free agency tracker up here. Um, Let's see, some bigger names. Uh, I really like the move for the Eagles. uh, First of all, keeping Darius Slay, which rumored had it that he was getting traded. He did not. And the Eagles... Um, topped that off by also adding cornerback Greedy Williams. Uh, They added him as well, kind of a replacement for Bradbury, right? Or did Bradbury stay with the Eagles
1: They re-signed Bradbury too. So Greedy
0: Williams to pair up and make that secondary pretty decent again, Um, at least cornerback-wise, I think safety-wise, they're going to have some work to do. But uh, they also did lose some other guys. They did get Fletcher Cox back. I saw that. Um, it's like but, a thousand.
2: Yeah, players. he's he's. Yeah, right.
0: He's decently old. <laughs> absolutely. Um, but uh, the biggest signing of all of them, Colts signing quarterback Gardner Minshew. That's that's, that's the big that's one right there. Um, yeah, Minshew mania Minshew maybe. Mania. Stash. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Minshew Mustache Mania. There you go. TM.
2: Get, get those American flag bandanas already
0: (laughs) that's right that's right um and then chase edmonds going to the bucks uh deontay foreman here the bears continue their busy offseason going to the bears robert tunyon the former packer going to the bears
2: um Mm, andrew
0: billings the former d tackle of uh a team i'm not sure uh but (laughs) he went to the bears as well um few others I'll rattle off. Patriots get Mike Kosicki, another tight end that the Patriots seemingly sign every offseason. Um, and then yeah, you right. have <laughs> uh, linebackers Devin Bush going to the Seahawks and linebacker Chris Board going to the Patriots. Packers getting Traver- Tarvarius Moore, cornerback. Um, and that's... Let's see. Drew Tranquil not, yeah. to the Chiefs. Um... <laughs> What else do we got here? Jordan Aikens to the Browns. Brandon Cooks, the big one today, uh, yeah. as we're recording this. Going to the Cowboys from the Texans for draft picks. Fifth and a sixth, I think I saw. Um, And then the guard, Isaac Samalo from the Eagles going to the Steelers going across the state um, to... Pittsburgh. So, gentlemen, any any of those items stick out to you? Uh, maybe we can also do free agency winners and losers. We do have Rogers uh, on the agenda here momentarily as well. So we will, we'll we'll hold off on any Rodgers drama, but uh, we'll
2: start with you, Tony. Yeah, I mean, two obviously the the Cooks move was was one of the bigger headlines there. So. Um, I don't mind the move for Dallas. Certainly, it would take some pressure off of Lamb. I think what we saw last year is just the the rest of the core wasn't able to take some of the uh, eyes and and again pressure off of CD because I I do like CD. I think he's a good receiver. Obviously, you know, then you got to worry about what's going on with Dak and that whole mess. But just looking at the wide receiver room, um, I think it's a good move for that that core. I think Cooks is always a guy that seems to get overlooked. Now we'll see what he does with the opportunity. Um, so, you know, it's it's an interesting move. It'll be an intriguing pickup as we move into the, the season. I think an underrated move is, and you, you guys might disagree with me, but my opinion is the Gasicki move. Just because I, I, it's it's always been my opinion that I think he's a – a decent tight end, and I just don't think he fit the scheme that uh, that they were running in Miami with Mike McDaniel and Tua and, and whatever. So, I think the Gasicki move and the way that Belichick likes likes to run that offense, and with Mac Jones and what he's able to do and his his skill set, I think that's going to be a pretty decent pickup for them. I think it's a little bit of an under underrated pickup for that offense. So, um, yeah, obviously the rest are not really. I mean, I, I, I think a lot of those are not moves that I think we're going to see massive impacts on those teams. Uh, but those two in particular stood out to me. So I'd be interested to hear what what you have to say, Peter.
1: Uh, yeah, Gasicki's interesting, but like the Patriots, I mean, they signed Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry, and they were shit. They did nothing. They were yeah. pretty and they were used.
0: and they traded Jonu,
1: right? Yeah, I know, but they were useless. We thought, oh, here we go. They got Hernandez and Gronk 2.0. Rocking. Yeah. so i don't know what the patriots offense is gonna look like bob doesn't really throw to the tight ends though is another kind of problem didn't really throw to the tight ends in houston didn't really throw to the tight ends at alabama so i don't know about that one the cooks one cowboy oh, fans are gonna... right uh bob
0: uh, <laughs> i had to bro. remember he's the new offensive coordinator there yeah bill
1: O'Brien, oh. old butt chin back in new england so yeah, <laughs> Cow- Cowboy fans are going to talk themselves into like, this is a great trade. Like they were getting hyped up for a Deandre Hopkins move. I know that was what they had in plan. They wanted DeAndre Still to Hopkins come.
0: Play. I heard, I've been told no. just
1: kidding. Uh, Yeah. I don't think so. After this, they, they're going to talk themselves into this is a great move. Brandon cooks is one of three guys that have been traded four times in his NFL career. There's a reason for that. He's fine. I just don't think it's what the Cowboys needed. He's a vertical stretch maybe, but Dak, is Dak gonna hit those throws? I don't think so. Um, I'm not as high on CD as you are, Tony. I think he's more of a more of a number two, like one B. He's not a top-tier number one receiver. Sure. So they have a lot of mediocre receivers in Dallas, and they maybe have a good off. We don't know. They got a whole new offense getting installed here. So we'll see how it looks. I'm very excited to see Kellen Moore tear it up in Los Angeles to say. I was getting held back in Dallas, so that'll be interesting to see. But, yeah, none of these moves are going to do anything, move the needle at all. There's still six guys available that were in the top 30 coming in, like C.J. gardner johnson still available, OBJ, Bobby Wagner, Dalton Schultz, Yannick Ngakwe, D.J. Chark, and Puna Ford. Those are probably your last moves that are really going to – those those guys are going to be impactful for whatever team picks them up, but I don't expect to see Wagner or OBJ sign till after the draft. I know there was a whole talk about the OGBJ contract, like saying I wanted 20 million, but he didn't say that. They were only offering him four, and he wants more than four. So I think probably seven is the number. You just don't know. He's on the wrong side of 30. He's coming off a knee injury. It's like multiple, I should say, multiple knee injuries to the same knee you just don't know. Sometimes you do, oh, you do eventually lose it and you just don't know what he's going to give you. Now the yeah. op- upside is he was tearing it up in Los Angeles. I know the Vikings are very, it seems like the Vikings are relatively interested and there's a good pairing there. It really helps your relationship with your young receiver. Now is OBJ a little too much for Kirk cousins to handle? maybe um but i wouldn't hate it for the right number so i think those are the ones you'll see cj garner johnson's the best available player out there um and i think he'll get signed probably before the draft because i don't think it's a it's, not, it's a deep safety draft but it's not very high end and he's probably the best kind of guy you're going to be able to add out there obviously after jesse bates signed with atlanta so yeah. I don't think we're going to see much movement in the free agency. We kind of had that like quick explosion where we couldn't keep up with everything. And now it's going to be like, we're going to drag things out for the next month and a half here until after the draft.
2: Yeah. 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 I wouldn't yeah. mind. OBJ. Just the price has to be right. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and
0: he, yeah, he tweeted out. I, you maybe men- mentioned that briefly there, Peter, but he tweeted out. He just doesn't want $4 million a year and I don't blame it you know, I mean, he's worth more than $4 million a year if he's healthy. And it sounds like he is based on what teams have said from his workout. I would be fine. Kind of like the Marcus Davenport thing, taking a one year, 10 to $13 million flyer on him. I think that'd be fine by me if I'm the Vikings, but, um, here's a little reckless Vikings trade speculation here for you guys. Uh, using the uh, Purple Daily reckless speculation thing. Um, shout out, Purple Daily. Um, but anyways, DeAndre Hopkins, you mentioned him moments ago, Peter. Now, I know he's maybe not as fast as he once was, and maybe the pairing of him and Jefferson wouldn't be quite what the Vikings are hoping for. But, I mean, when you put two great ride receivers next to each other, I mean, who wouldn't want that, right? I mean, assuming the price is right. Uh, both financially and capital wise. What if the Vikings package together a deal for DeAndre Hopkins, including a Dalvin Cook and including a Zadarius Smith, and I'm assuming there might have to be another pick or two maybe involved in that. No hard no Vito. Can't give up picks. We cannot give up picks for a guy who's old
1: and a steroid boy. Wasn't very good coming back from no juice. So what if what if it was just those two guys though?
0: What if I would think about
1: yeah if it's just if you can do players I would think about it but I uh, Hopkins and, has no no and if there's juice no, left
0: if there's no picks involved in 2023
1: Hopkins has no juice left in that tank all he has is great hands and he has still some of the best hands in the league I think we'd see another Adam Thielen situation he's not going to be able to get the separation like Thielen couldn't get. Now he'll probably catch more balls because you fire it in there. He will probably catch it, but the Vikings need a burner. So, so bad. We need safeties to be backed off to give Jefferson the space to work in 12 to 15 yards, Hawkinson to work at eight to 12. And then that just creates so much more space for everybody on the field. Um, And then you can even throw KJ wherever the hell you want to throw KJ, (laughs) And it'll work. So we we need speed. OBJ, I think kind of, he's not necessarily the speed guy, but he's going to be able to get that separation that I think will really help, especially on the kind of route combos we like to run. We run a lot of slants and a lot of drags, and
0: that's OBJ's bread and butter. All right, Tony. Yeah. Please push the green button. Tell me I'm good. Tell me it's a good trade. <laughs>
2: yeah i i uh i don't don't know if i can do that for you carson (laughs) i think that uh i would agree with with peter um that i i just i don't know if i see enough upside there and it would be nice to have a guy that's going to be more of a take the top off just to just to again lengthen the field a little bit uh especially if we are going to be running more like 12 personnel Right. Like if we're going to go in like a heavy set, like I would like to see a guy that can come off the line and start to push those safeties up and at least make the linebackers think about maybe taking a step back Um, versus just, yeah, it's again, it's just lengthening the field. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I would like to see us utilize those assets. I hate to say it like that because they are people. Uh, but the assets mm-hmm. of Dalvin sure Cook are. and Zedarius, I would I just would like to see them used in a different fashion. And honestly, even if it was if it was just for more picks, um, just to move up for a guy that we're in love with or something like that. So
0: Yeah, I here's the thing. I, I kind of do agree with you, Peter, on that. Like if you had to give up more than a if you had to give up both of those players and more than a fourth round pick, I'd be out. Like you should not have to give up more than a fourth round pick and Dalvin Cook and Zedereus Smith for all the reasons you mentioned, with Hopkins maybe getting older and stuff. I think if I think if it was just Dalvin Cook they wanted in return, which I doubt that would be the case, I would pull the trigger extremely quickly if I was the Vikings, because I I am of the mindset that running back is such a position of um, such, such a position that you don't really need to uh, have a great player at anymore, or at least a bell cow, if you will. Um, So we can't, we can't afford Hopkins. It, I mean, Arizona would also have to take on so, yeah.
1: the cap
0: and stuff. They, and they'd they'd I either don't have think they to take, take on that. the cap or he'd have to agree to a restructure or something, but, but, I mean, if it was just Dalvin, I would definitely do it. And I would, you know, we'd have to work on the cap situation, obviously. But I i think, I think I'd think i take the chance. And I would probably still draft a receiver if we took him in and kind of go for that type of a speedster like you're talking about there. But um, I would just love to see it, to see if it would work out, to see if Justin Jefferson could get a running mate, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's fun to talk about. I mean, like you said, I wouldn't give up probably any two significant picks. I I think that would be even, even if it was a straight up, just a pick, I would probably still not give up more than at, at best I would maybe give a third. And even that I'm no, no chance, no
1: chance for a 31 year old wide receiver. You give up a third round pick, no chance. I mean, that's way, way, way too expensive for a guy who's 30 and going to be $30 million on the cap. Uh, you're made, you're looking at a fifth or a sixth. I mean, Brandon Cook's just got a fifth and a sixth. DeAndre Hopkins isn't getting much more than that. Yeah. I, I hope you're,
0: well. I'd if, be if, very
2: upset. Yeah. I
1: would be furious if RGM did some shit like Tad, gave up a third-round pick for DeAndre Hopkins. That's ridiculous.
2: So what you're saying, Peter, is – You don't like that juice. (laughs) No,
0: I. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. The Peds, give him the Peds.
2: You like it, the juice?
0: Steroid boy ain't it anymore. (laughs) Speaking of drug boy, uh, the Rogers (laughs) continuing. (laughs) Still hasn't been traded. Said this week he wants to play for the Jets or it's his intention to play for the Jets. Um, sounds like this thing could be drug out for weeks and that means by the time we record again he'll be traded um, <laughs> but um, just freaking trade him please I I honestly think it just needs to happen just so we can shut up with the media I honestly I you know he said the media is kind of forcing this a little bit I honestly I think he is enjoying this. I I really do think he loves the attention that he's getting and the just speculation and whatever. And, you know, he can say what he wants, but I mean, the Schefter, the Schefter screenshot and everything.
2: Um, Lose my number.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Lose my number. Schefter's the one that shared
1: that. So let's not get it twisted. Rogers just said it and he didn't even point it out. Like Schefter. Yeah. Schefter's the one that said, yeah, here,
2: look at the screenshot. So yeah. that is yeah. the
1: meat that kind of plays right into what Aaron Rodgers was saying.
2: He did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Schefter didn't have to send him all those nudes, but you
0: know, <laughs> <laughs> no, Sturger on the bed here. Oh, boy. oh That's right. boy. Flashback to uh another famous Packers quarterback that went to the jets. Um Yeah. I'm just, I, I am sick of it. I, I think I do think the media has overblown it to a degree, but I also think Rogers, like I said, I do think he feeds off of it a little bit too. Uh, Maybe not as much as, uh, maybe not as much as people, some people think, but I, I do think there is a degree of this where he's like, yes, yes, let's, let's just keep dragging this out. But at the same time, there are two teams in the process of talking about this deal. Like, okay, what do we need to make this deal happen? Do we need David Bakhtiari in this trade? No. Um, you know, do we need um, Do we need more than a second-round pick? I don't know. You know, it's yes, just those uh, types of things that are probably being discussed right now, and that's why a deal probably hasn't been officially made.
1: Well, the Packers don't have to deal him till September 1st, so they're going to wait right. as long as possible to make it uncomfortable. They want, like Tony said, they want picks in next year's draft, not this year's draft because of the Jordan Love situation. Um, and apparently they want to first end more. And that is, I'm not even giving up a first for Rogers. You're out of your damn mind. I'm like, yeah, you can maybe get a couple of picks. You're not getting a first. He's way, he is off the reservation. I don't know if I'm getting two years from him. I know I'm getting a year from him. He's not, no one's going to give him a
0: first, first round pick. The max I would do is a first round pick. If I'm the Jets,
1: I, I, I can't, with the Jets.
0: Max. Where the Jets are picking, I can't, I
1: can't even. I, I couldn't even justify that, especially since Green Bay has to trade him. They can't eat his contract and sit him on the bench. True, like that can't happen.
2: Yeah,
0: but yeah, I I, I think the leverage for the Packers is very small, uh, like you said, because like yeah, they they're gonna eat the contract, but nobody else is seemingly interested, right? Like it doesn't Everybody's sound out. like doesn't sound like there's anybody other than the Jets knocking at the door right now, and it sounds like that's the you know if maybe the jets just continue to lowball and the packers just continue to play the card of nope nope two first round picks two first round picks we don't have to trade him yeah bull crap you don't uh you're not you're not going to have a quarterback making 40 plus million dollars a year against the against the salary cap sitting on your bench i'm sorry um he's not going to be sitting behind jordan love and then yeah. I, again, then Jordan love, you know, again, I go back to this, if I'm Jordan love and they keep bringing Rodgers back, it's like, why would I want to stay here? Like they can tag me I, all they want, but I'm going to hold out because I want to get to a team that actually wants me. Yeah. You know?
1: I, I mean, this situation is over. I mean, we know it's over. It's it's over. Yeah. Rodgers is going to play for the jets next year. He's not playing for anybody else. It's how much are the Packers going to get in return. And the longer it goes, the less it's going to be for green Bay. And I mean that's it. Like if anybody thinks other than that, I don't think they're paying attention. to What's going yeah. on?
2: Well, and to yeah. be clear too, you know, with Rogers, it's not performance enhancing drugs; it's drum circle enhancing drugs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I don't. I mean, I, you guys have said it all with uh, with the Rogers stuff, uh, and I, I know we've talked about it it just needs to be over. And, uh, it, you are correct, Carson. I think he loves being in the spotlight, which is exactly where he is until this whole thing, uh, goes through and is done. And even then, you know, he'll still do his weekly spots on McAfee and, you know, they're, they're going to talk about it ad nauseum, whatever. So I just, it is what it is at this point. It's nice that I think we've, as a general fan base. And I just mean like NFL fans in general, have just kind of come to the conclusion that this is a done deal and we're all moving forward. I I noticed there was a graphic up by, I think it was NFL on NBC, their official uh, either Twitter or Instagram. And uh, they had like NFC quarterbacks or some like whatever. And I noticed for green Bay, they had Jordan love. Not Rogers. and I went, Yep, all right, we're on to that now, or we're just kind of concluding that this is a done deal. So, uh, I'm ready for it to be over. And as a Vikings fan, I, I truly do believe that, uh, that this, this Jordan Love experiment, I think that, and just to reiterate what I said before, and Peter just mentioned it, I think they are playing for 2024. Not that they're like just throwing in the towel, I just mean, I think they know they have to know what they have in jordan love at this point like they they have to know so um i think they're they're just stacking their deck in the event that you know jordan love is the guy that they think he is and goes out and maybe he's great but if he's not uh i see them drafting a quarterback uh, i don't know if it'll be this year but next year And then we get to watch the Green Bay franchise, Green Bay fan base, I should say, understand what it's like to have a normal quarterback situation. Imagine that. Hopefully. I wonder how many are going to jump ship. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh,
0: There's always the chance that they have their third straight Hall of Famer. So,
2: Yeah, we're going to have to edit that out. I don't want any bad juju out (laughs) in the universe.
0: (laughs) All right, gentlemen, that is going to do it for this episode. Uh, Hope everybody enjoyed uh, tuning in on Apple and Spotify. Also watching us here on the Skull Purple Podcast YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe. We keep on rolling in them subscribers. Um, And uh, appreciate Peter for uh, putting out those skull stats that you've been seeing on our channel as well. Those have been doing fantastic for the channel. And uh Peter has picked up all the slack. I am uh I'm officially leaving the channel because Peter <laughs> has just picked up all the slack. So there's no need for me to continue here and Tony be as quiet. well. So uh <laughs> we'll see you guys later. Um maybe maybe I'll be back as a guest, depending on what Peter and Tony decide. Um, so there you go. You're but, always welcome uh, back, Carson. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, not if you I'm only- not welcome back, all right. Only uh, if DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah. at. laughs> uh, there you go. Um, but no, appreciate you guys filling in. Um, make sure, by the way, I want to shout out both of these gentlemen, check out, uh, Staggy stories, uh, Tony on TikTok. He's got some great stuff over there and, uh, Peter, uh, after the review sports, he's got a YouTube channel. He's on social media as well. After the review one, um, both of those guys put out excellent stuff on those platforms. So check out their stuff as well. And uh, yeah, check us out everywhere Skull Purple Podcast on YouTube. As I said, Apple and Spotify. We're on social media at Skull Purple Pod, Facebook, YouTube, um, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Um, you can email us at Skull uh, Purple Podcast at gmail.com. All that good stuff. Um, So that is going to do it, gentlemen. Thanks for joining. And as always, skull. Skull, baby. Skull.